Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Cherries in Focus on Cherries Red Army live and interactive right now on YouTube and Twitter. And international break is over. Move out the way. We've got club football from here on in until the end of 2023. I have Matt with me. I have Steve with me. And we are trying to also get to Aaron on this stream. Do subscribe to the channel that's getting closer to 2000. Do hit the like button. Do follow the podcast. And of course, if you're watching this back on replay, do get your thoughts in the comments because it's a big game at Bramall Lane on Saturday against the Blades. Massive three points on offer. And we want to know who's joining us live and interactive right now. Matt, how are you doing? How's your international break? Yeah, I'm well, Kurt. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Good evening to everybody. Uh, international break was pretty rubbish, really, as it usually is. Um, the England games themselves were pretty rubbish, although meaningless. Um, just just glad to get back to the proper stuff, really, this Saturday. And uh, obviously, we've got a full house of us going up to Sheffield, don't we, in terms of Cherry's Rod Army uh, usual crew. So that'll be good to meet up with everybody, have a couple of drinks, staying up the weekend as well, as I know you are, Kirk. So great city, Sheffield. I know it a little bit and uh, looking forward to it. Steve, how are you doing? International break gives us a chance just to refresh and then hit this busy period leading up to Christmas and New Year. Yeah, I haven't been paying much attention to the England team and um, just as well, really, because I don't think it was really that great by all accounts. But um, no, I've been keeping abreast of what's been going on at the club a little bit um, with uh, Bill Foley's like world takeover of clubs, you know, here, there and everywhere. He's acquired another one for the pyramid, hasn't he? So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's all exciting stuff still. It's all new to us and it's, it's good that there's stuff going on, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Aaron sends his apologies. It looks like it's going to be a trio show today. We love to do these live and interactive streams, but sometimes technology lets us down. So Aaron sends his apologies, but we will crack on with me, Matt and Steve. We've also got Stephen Dyer joining us from up north. Hope you're doing well. Chris Hubble, thank you very much. Mark Singleton. We've got Wing. We've got Alan from Finland. We've got Paul from Australia, Donald and Mark Cole currently joining us interactively. Matt, we're going to get talking about this game coming up on Saturday. Massive game up north, but Let's talk about an excellent player, long-serving player. They've just released the club, uh, some footage on their YouTube channel regarding Adam Smith, who notched 350 club appearances when he came off the bench against Newcastle. What a great servant. Been a fantastic right-back. Saved us on occasions at left-back. Scored some belters. Fantastic player. Yeah, great player. And continues to be. I mean, I, I know the jury's out a little bit on whether he's... Um, uh, fit for purpose, if you like, in the Premier League for us now, in terms of his, his age and his, his fitness and what he can do, the the uh, the role that uh, the, the right back position or right wing back position, whatever it might be, demands in the Premier League these days. You've got to be up and down. You've got to be super fit. Um, whether Smithy can cope with that at times for 90 minutes is, is another matter. But he, he's proved over the years that, you know, he's defied the odds all the way, isn't he? Even, you know, all the way through with us, you know, he's, he's had to battle Simon Francis for the for the right back slot, he's had to battle others for the right back slot. He's, he's hung in there, stuck with us. Very, very loyal, very committed player, real character in the dressing room. Obviously, got a lot of experience behind him now, um, and that's going to be invaluable to us, I think, off the pitch as, as much as it will be on it. Um, Smithy's role that he's got to play now is, is different to 
to previous roles that he's played. He's going to have a big part to play off the field and in the dressing room as, as much as as much as he does on the field as a, as a leader, um, as one of the, the experienced members of the group. Uh, somebody who knows the club inside out, knows the, the uh, division inside out. So somebody we're going to be heavily reliant on, I think, between now and May. Um, not That's not just going to be off the field. I think it's going to be on it now with the news about Max Aarons today. Um, he's going to have a role to play maybe a little bit more than, than we thought he would on, on the pitch. So uh, it be interesting to see how that pans out, what happens in January in the window, how long Aarons is out for. But nothing but accolades and praise for, for Smithy. Um, love the bloke. Like I say, great character, great part of our history. You know, he's been there through some really memorable and, and, and you know, unprecedented, fantastic times under the previous manager and years gone by. So, um, yeah, always happy memories. And uh, the only blot on his copybook was probably that Sheffield Wednesday game back in the championship yeah. where we thought we'd blown it. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and harshly done at Burnley as well, if I can recall. Oh, harshly so, done um, at, yeah, that was harsh yeah. at Burnley. That was another moment, wasn't it? But all in all, great stuff from Smithy. But clearly, Steve, a respectable player, pro some ex-players from the good historical rise that we had in Matt Ritchie. Dan Goslin had a good spell at the Cherries and clearly respected within the coaching staff. Tommy Elphick, captain Adam Smith. And we'll get onto it in this stream because we're going to need Adam Smith starting from Saturday because we've got an injury, another injury at right back. So Smudger's going to come straight in and, and really help us kick on. Have we not got his, his Fredericks off yet? No. Who? Who? <laughs> no. Sorry. Oh, myself copper. Sorry. Going on to yeah, Adam Smith. I watched the thing earlier. The the, the thing the media seemed put up very well, nicely put together. He got quite emotional with it, didn't he? Um, seeing all those sort of, and he's sort of like the last man standing of that sort of era, isn't he? Really? Um, and that Eddie Howe era, and the and the like Matt said, unprecedented times we had. He's he's come from I, th I think he was in the League One setup. I don't think he was in the League Two side yeah, at League, all. League, League One. one yeah. So yeah. we come, you know, he's he's seen quite a lot. He's seen quite a lot of our transition, and it's um, yeah, he's still going strong, and he's still as dependable as ever. So hats off to him, great pro, like Matt said, and um, yeah, we're going to need to call on him again. So it's a bit of a worry hearing about the um, the Max Aaron's injury because it it looked a little bit. Uh, well, it didn't didn't look that serious at the time, mm -hmm. and those are the ones sometimes that can end up being the worst, and they're sort of a bit more niggly, and you know, sort of keep someone out a bit longer than you thought first anticipated. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, it's not too bad. But I have, what I've been hearing coming out of club, and on you know, it's going to be a little while. Yeah, I thought it was just tiredness with Max Aaron's. They all put so much into that Newcastle game, but clearly a little bit more. I'm sure we'll touch on it a little bit later. So on Saturday, we will go on the road to Bramall Lane to take on Sheffield United. It's a three o'clock kickoff. It's an interesting game. There's a lot that can happen in this fixture. And you will see that Bournemouth are currently 16th on nine points. We have moved up a slot because Everton have fallen into the relegation zone with their deduction of points. And Sheffield United are currently 18th. And head-to-head, Matt and Steve, it's in Sheffield United's favour. We've never beaten them in the Premier League. We got a draw at home on opening day where Billy Sharp scored late. We got a nil-nil in the Championship in our previous visit to Bramall Lane. But it is on their side at the moment. But I feel like going into this game, Steve, it's a really, really good opportunity to get the first Premier League away win. Yeah, it is. 
that equally they'll be looking at it exactly the same. I've just I've just read um, earlier that we no, we haven't beaten them there since 1987. I was going mean, to bring that up. Sean that's, that's a bit of a long a long. You stole Matt's content. Sorry, yeah. mate. But, um, <laughs> that was our I first ever game, that. wasn't it? First, first ever game in the second tier. That was. Was it? Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a monkey we need to get off our back. And Iriola's been going for getting monkeys off his back of late with the first win. Let's get the first away win. And they're not in great form. They, I mean, I think they've shipped the most amount of goals in the league. Um, albeit, you know, they've had a couple of results lately. But I think, you know, the, the Wolves one was fortuitous. And, and you know, they, they played against 10 men. with a, They got a draw there. So, you know, they're undefeated in two. We've won two of our last three. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a tough ask. Don't get me wrong; they're going to be battling for their lives, and we've got a uh, you know we've got to go there. We you know we've got, everyone knows we've got a lot of injuries. So what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago, when we've got to get that you know start getting that good team spirit and good camaraderie around this new bunch of players. That's going to start helping us out no end in like tricky away days like this. Um, unless they make make like, make no mistake, it is going to be a tough afternoon. They are going to be battling for their lives, and they're going to be battling all season. So. We've got to be on it, um, albeit we're going to have, you know, we're not at full strength, but um, I believe we can get something here. I, I don't, I'm not convinced it will be a win, but I think we can definitely pick up point and away points are precious than anything in the Premier League. I am very much looking forward to seeing what the score predictions are in about 40 to 50 minutes, Matt. But the form guide going into this for both teams, I mean, actually both teams go into this game with a little bit of form. So we know that we've won two out of the last three with that loss against Manchester City in the middle. That's predictable. But Sheffield United go into this game, I think unbeaten in November, beating Wolves late on, getting their first Premier League away win with a penalty late on, and then getting a very, very good draw against Brighton away. I think Brighton went down to nine men. So they've got a little bit of confidence as well. So there's a bit of spice in this fixture. Absolutely, yeah, more more than a bit of spice. I I think it's uh, it's a it's I wouldn't go as far as saying it's it is a six pointer. I mean, it's it's not people talk about season defining. I don't like the words season defining in November, um, but it almost is. If you look at the league table, I mean, a win for us would take us what seven points clear of the drop with Everton's mm. demise with Everton's point. That's massive. That's massive, even at this stage of the season. But if Sheffield United were to win, that that could pull them out. That could pull them, and that's going to pull them really, really close to us. So it is a six-pointer in many ways. So it's a big, big game. Um, yeah, I've got massive confidence that we can go there and win. I really have. Due to, and, and I say that because uh, because of the style of play that Sheffield United adopt. What you're going to get under Paul Heckingbottom is is you're going to get a team that presses high. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to be in your face. They're going to be very organised, and their work rate is phenomenal. Um, the way they set up, but they sort of set up. Really, with a bit of a back three, it's almost like a, a three-four-one-two formation that they play, um, and the way that they like to press and with being the home team with the pressure on them, because let's be honest, they need the points as mm. more than we do. In, in all fairness, their crowd will, will be expectant, um, so I think there's opportunities for us the way that we play. Uh, conversely, and uh, from an offensive viewpoint, for us to really get out and, and pick them off and maybe uh, create some good opportunities ourselves and, and get on the score sheet, but. It'll be a battle up there, a real battle. The, 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 like I said, we said previously, the fans, they'll get behind them. They're passionate. Um, it's going to be raucous. But I just feel that if we keep our composure and we're able to get on, to control that midfield is going to be key, able to get on the ball and show our quality a little bit from an offensive viewpoint. And uh, 
stay uh, stay organised and, and solid at the back. I do feel that we can cause them some real problems on on Saturday, but it's a it's a huge 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 game for both teams. Yeah, Steve, because I'm looking at this fixture from a Sheffield United point of view, they're going to be looking at this that they really can't lose because they're going to almost get cut adrift. Not quite. It's still early on. But once you see a gap opening, it, it becomes harder and the pressure ramps up. And then I look at us and think, look, we're probably not going to finish 12th or 13th this season. We know that we've probably just got to make sure we don't get relegated. But getting a win against these types of teams, that's going to haunt me maybe this weekend when I've just said these types of teams. But when you do knock a win on the on the road and against Sheffield United, it just it brings other teams into it, creates a gap from us. Well, is there a case to say I spent I said this to you before? Is there a case to say we win this one ten nil? Based on the fact that Newcastle beat them eight nil, two nil. I'm only jesting, but um, yeah, that I mean, look, they they're going to be. They're going to be up for this as much as we are. It's going to be a right ding dong. This is why I can't. I'm a bit sat on the fence on this one. I think it's going to be a half fought draw. It's it's almost it's almost as much as it's a it's a must win. It's also not lose as well because you know you, you can sort of find yourself getting pulled into it a bit more than you want to be. I, I think they're they're going to be tough. They're going to be a tough opponent, and we just you know even though I don't. I've got a funny feeling they'll let us have the ball and they'll, they'll we'll, you know be that hole we have to try and break them down. And and talking about what Matt said, we, we play, they play a back three really with wing backs, and that might open up as a bit of an opportunity for our wingers. Um, and you know we've had Sinisteria's been away and had good results. Um, mm. get Brazil of all, of all people played well. Apparently, he's had a goal before at Man City. He's in a bit of form, so you know there's there's areas we can hurt them. Um, but yeah, I, I I I'm really struggling to sort of hang my hat on any which way on this one it's just just a, just the history of the fixture and the fact that they're they're going to be scrapping really hard yeah matt we'll talk about some players that can make an impact for both the blades and the cherry sinistera just steve talking about it i do see him as a really good impact i thought he had a great cameo off the bench he knows he should have got a goal against newcastle it might be tough for him to break into that starting 11 and he might not want to be an impact player, but if he has the impact he did have in that game, in some games coming up, it'll be a great great signing for us and prove to be a good loan deal. For me, he's got to break in because otherwise, what's the point in doing the deal? Because mm. otherwise, he's just, you know, he's, he's no, he offers nothing different to Jaden Anthony, does he? Because he wasn't, he was struggling to break in, but he would play some games and not others. And, you know, what, what was the point in doing it? I was quite excited when it happened, to be honest. And I thought, yeah, I, that's, could be potentially if we can keep him fit, get him fit and get him firing, that could be a brilliant piece of business because we've seen before what he's all about, what he can offer, the quality that he has got. Um, and with Jaden Anthony, of all due respect, maybe, you know, he, he isn't quite at that level that Sinistera can uh, can produce. So I thought on the face of it, it's a great, great deal. But we, we saw glimpses of it, didn't we, against Newcastle and we need to see more. But to see more, obviously, he's got to be used more. Mm. And I understand that that's a process. You know, he's come here, he's not been 100% fit. It takes him a while to integrate into the squad, into the, the style of play, the philosophy, all the rest of it, and to settle in. But now I think we need to see Sinistera really flourish in this front line. And I, I, I see him as a uh, an integral part of that, really, in, in that front three for us, along with Dom Solanke and uh, Marcus Tavernier. I think for me, that should be, on paper, um, the, uh, the favoured three if all three players are really fit and, and firing and, and playing to their best of ability. So 
with Sinistera. I think he needs a goal. He needs he needs something. He needs an assist, a goal. He should have had it against Newcastle. He had enough opportunities, didn't he, to, to bury one, to be fair. So that was frustrating. But you can again, you can cut him some slack. He got in the positions. He yeah, showed in the positions. Yeah, got in those positions, showed some glimpses of ability there. Just just needed the final product and put it in the in the in the back of the net. So hopefully that can come about on Saturday and onwards because I think he could be a he could be a big big player for us in the second part of the season. Let's take a look, Steve, at the Blades' results in the Premier League so far. So you'll see two draws at home to Everton, away to Brighton, and the win against Wolves. A lot of losses in there. However. You take the Newcastle result out and you take the Arsenal one out. They have been competitive, even against Manchester City and Manchester United. So I think they do probably play on a lot of heart and they do probably ask the fans to, to drag them over the line or get them as close as they can to get points. And I think that might be the case on Saturday as well. Yeah, as I said, they they're gonna, they're, they know that they're going to be scrapping most of the season. And I think, you know, Paul Heckenbottom's got a call on that, you know, that sort of, team bond and ethic and work ethic from his players because it's we you know we know but you know just as well as anyone what it's like coming up into this division and how hard it is when you've just you know you've cruised you you've done really well in the championship and you think oh you know we've got a real good team here and then you come into the premier league and it's such a it's such a step up and a level and that those players that you thought were brilliant last season are struggling a little bit and they've got to work that bit harder and you look at their team, it's not littered with household names. It's, you know, there's youngsters in there. There's old pros that, are, you know, I mean, they're looking at Bulldogs and Norwoods. You know, they've been knocking around. They know the division. They know, you know, they're work, yeah, workmen, like players. Um, and then you've got like Archer, who's a young, exciting talent. You know, you can I've seen him score a couple of goals this season out of nothing. You know, so there, there's a threat there as well. I just think it's I keep saying it, it's just going to be a tough afternoon and it's going to be a real, you know, it's going to be after really work hard. But they've got, a, their fans are great. I remember going there last last time. I remember them making a lot of noise. I thought it was a, a decent day out there. It's big, big old stadium, proper old school stadium. Um, so it's, it's um, yeah, it's a tough hour. They, 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 they will have to do this all season. Um, mm -hmm. Unless they, you know, they get some sort of cash injection, which is not beyond the realms, but highly unlikely. But you know, they're, they're going to be they're going to be round and about it, and they're going to have to fight. And I think that's what he's going to have to call on. And they did lose one of their top players that got him help promoted. And like us, Matt, every promotion team generally gets written off at the start, so it's all about playing against that wall as well and trying to do your best and stay with the pack, isn't it? Yeah, and I think what um, what Paul Heckingbottom has been is really good at is is uh, playing it down in the in the media and on camera and saying, you know, we we know we haven't really got a chance. You know, we're just going to try our best in this division. But behind the scenes, he's, he's what he's creating is a bit of a siege mentality, yeah. like Steve said. But particularly at home, you know, he'll, he'll bring the fan. He's a low, you know, he's an honest sort of uh, local local lad, if you like. So he's endeared himself to the fans. He brings the fans together. So the, the relationship between the the manager, the players and the fans is, is tight knit. So he's creating that siege mentality, particularly at home. He knows that that can play a part. He's he's reliant on other factors, really, um, aside from the 11 that go on the pitch to try and get in football results and creating that mentality and that uh, that that fight and, you know, backs to the wall and everything's against us, this siege mentality that we've done ourselves, we've had to do ourselves in the past. As, you, as we all know, it, it can create character. It can create bonds. 
and 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 it can create um, you know results on on the back of that. So we've we've certainly got to be careful about that. Um, I'm not sure. I think Ollie McBurney's a bit of a miss for them, or he has been in recent. We're not sure if he's going to be fit. I know he got injured. I think it was against Man United, wasn't it? And there's talk of him being out for weeks and weeks and weeks with his groin. I think it was. So whether he comes back, he he could be quite a key figure for him as a as a, as a target man. Um, they've got a bit of a plan B, and they up to him the way that the style of football that they play could cause us some problems at the at the back. I mean, he's, um, he's an example that that any centre back is going to be happy with not seeing on the team sheet, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, I mean, he has, yeah, it'd be a worry for me a little bit if he plays. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't get the goals like Brewster does, Steve, but he's a he's a right handful for a centre back. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you're up. You know, you're in a real battle when when you see him on the team sheet of a Saturday. Yeah. And you just think if you if he's missing. I'm not saying you take it easy, but you think, um, you know, I'm not going to be in for such a physical bombardment and aerial bombardment that you might have well have been, had he been playing. Yeah, the worry for me is he, he, he's, he acts as a catalyst for them, doesn't he? He's got that yeah. passion about him and that fight and that grit, which the fans love and, and the players love. And it, so it sparks something in the, in the, around the stadium, doesn't it? Amongst the fans, mm -hmm. in the stands and amongst the team. So he, he's got that uh, catalyst sort of uh, nature about him. He's that sort of character, isn't he, that can sort of, spark things for them so that would be um, that would be a concern if he comes back that'll be that could be quite big for them so that would be one concern from my my point of view but as i've said i think we they've got to be worried about us as well they must be you know that in recent weeks they'd have, they'd have watched the newcastle game their fans will have as well the players will have everybody will have watched it from their side so they'll know that we can cause them problems as well they'll be they'll be wary of that and uh, you know let, let's let's let them worry about us and um, just for the fans in the chat right now, I know Rian Brewster doesn't score many goals, but I thought I'd dig it myself before someone else picks on that moment because they generally take the chance when Sheffield United comes around. But as Matt was talking about Sheffield United looking at Bournemouth being very good against Newcastle, Steve, we do have a little bit of a Achilles heel at the moment. That's on the road. We are yet to win. Just the one draw. Got very close against Brentford. They did equalise late. But if you split the league tables up to home and away we're right at the bottom with Sheffield United and that's something we got to tick off because John on the previous episode talked about top top sort of ticking off some first that we've done in stats we need to tick off a first Premier League away win in this season yeah it'd be like it'd be nice to but you look at those five games and you think that's a tough set of five games for you know to start your season off away from home in and we did all right in a few of those I mean Take, let's take out Man City because we know that's a given. Yeah, you know, but even in points of that game, we 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 look dangerous. Um, the Everton game is the one where we just didn't turn up whatsoever. But Brentford, we were very unlucky in that game. We were unlucky to. I know they peppered us, but the way the timeline of events, we conceded late, and um, that 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 got them the point. So even the Liverpool game, if I think if we were a bit more up to speed as a team, we probably would have done better and got a result there. As it was, we were a bit naive and, uh, yeah, I don't really, you know, just let Liverpool have the ball when we should have been on top of them. But we we need to, we need to, I mean, say about the Newcastle game, and I and I joke about it, the 10-0 thing, and I sort of, I, actually, I would use it as a catalyst because they must be thinking, Jesus, we lost to them 8-0 at home mm. um, and these guys have just beat them 2-0. I mean, psychologically, that must mean something. And if I was Andoni, I'd be sort of, Trying to hammer that home into the players, going, "Come on, you know, you, you know, this is these are ain't that great. We can we turned over Newcastle and they they lost eight 0 to them. So use that as something because, like I say, we we will we will pick up points 
but it's I don't know if it's necessarily an absolute must to get an up, you know, your away win whenever you get it. You just you just will pick it up at some point and probably get it unexpectedly. But I just I'm not I'm not too I'm not too convinced this weekend. I just think it'll be a, a real tough ask. And I I was just gonna stick to my guns on this one and say it's gonna be a tough afternoon not going for a draw. I still got thirty five minutes to try and change your mind, and I'll keep yeah, taking to do it. <laughs> well, yeah, we, this is what happens. We'll talk about it, and then I'll get all excited, and then I'll say, "Yeah, we win two one." Yeah. Um, <laughs> but interestingly, Matt, when we brought Andoni Iriola in, and some of the experts that watch Spanish football were saying, "You've got a cracking coach here, a coach that's taken down some top sides, got wins against Barcelona, maybe against Real Madrid." We did a fan debate show before, at the start of the international break, and some fans were saying that he's well known for beating big teams, but maybe coming into the Premier League, he's going to be well known for actually beating teams in and around us. And we're in this little rivals with the bottom three at the moment. We've already beaten Burnley. If we can knock off Sheffield United and then Luton very soon, I'll take that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And it is something that we did very well last season. Really, we we did um, all the way through the season, really. But at, at points, we were beating the teams that we needed to beat and getting results against teams we needed to get results against in and around us. I think the whole Andoni beating big teams in Spain to beating big teams in the Premier League. This is a different kettle of fish, and he's admitted it himself. He said, "Look, I'm, this is totally different to La Liga. I'm learning so much about the Premier League. The game's faster. Lots more happens. You know, there's lots more to factor in and consider. It is a, it is a different beast, a different animal to the, the La Liga completely. So it's going to take time for him to adapt to that. And I'm not saying that you know one day he won't, because I, the hope is that he, he will. And, and and the signs are encouraging, like we said previously, none more so than last time out against Newcastle. But it is a process. It will take him time. And in terms of you know, toppling big opposition, I'm sure that will come as well. I'm sure the day will come where he'll do that. I've got every faith that he, that he can do that. But at this moment in time, I think what, he, as you say, Kurt, what he's thinking is, well, I just need to win these games against the size, you know, the Burnleys at home and the, mm. yeah, the, the Sheffield United away. I need to pick up points in this game, in these games, the sides around us to make sure that we're in this division at the very least next season. And I, I still feel, you know, that's obviously the priority and it will be most seasons, but if there's going to be progression off uh, on the field as well as off it, in terms of us moving up the league and heading towards what Bill Foley's you know ultimate aim is, which is a European spot, um, we're going to have to um, be patient with that. But we have to see it eventually, don't we? And we thought we might see it this season with the money we've been invested, that has been spent, the new manager, the new direction, everything that's happened, everything that's you know evolved, and the personnel that have come in you would have thought that there will be progression. And what we finished last season, 16th. At the mm. moment, it's looking like there will be no improvement on that at all. So it's early days. I still believe there can be with the squad we've got. If we had a couple of bits in January. I still think, I know you said earlier, Kurt, that 12th or 13th might be out of reach. I don't think it is. It's still that early. We're still in November. I still think that's, that's potentially there for us. I think with the, the squad that we've got, if we can add bits, we get players back from injury, the likes of Alex Scott, Tyler Adams. And we we hit a bit of form. Confidence is a big thing. If we if we hit that, get firing and hit a bit of form, no reason why we can't finish around those spots for me. Because I think there's definitely three worse sides than us in terms of squads and, and teams. And I, I I'm looking up. I'm looking at the likes of Fulham, even Nottingham Forest, Crystal Palace. We should be on a par with at least um, Everton. You know, other sides above us that we can still we can still catch and and. And rightly so, with the with the money we spent, the squad we've got, and the progression we're looking to make. So, 
it's going to be interesting. But the priority is beat these sides of um, Andoni will be thinking, yeah, beat these, got to get take points off of these sides around us. That is key at the moment for where we're at. So we are talking, go on, Steve. We've, got, we've just we've won two of our last three, and this I'm looking at this from a momentum point of view. And we've got some very winnable games coming up, the likes of Palace, Luton, Fulham. Um, Fulham, yeah. yeah, and even, even the likes of Forest, you know, in Forest, December, they're, they're doing yeah. okay. But we even fancy against Aston Villa at home. I mean, Forest beat them at home. Yeah, they're not. What I was going to say, I fancy us against, and you might think I'm mad, but it's United away. I just think they're in an absolute state at the moment. And yeah, why not? Why not? If, if we if yeah. we get a little bit of momentum, I mean, I say it's not necessarily a must win. As long as we don't lose and we're still, you know, we carry ticking along, picking up points, being unbeaten. You know, they, these are very winnable games. And the team, as you said before, is just going to progress with this style and get better week in, week out if we keep going. All right, injuries aren't helping us at the moment, and that's a little right. bit back. But, you know, I think momentum is massive, and I've always been a big advocate yeah. for this. It's you confidence, can it? Exactly. It's momentum breeds confidence, breeds yeah. results. It's psychological, um, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And if we can keep on this sort of little train going of, of results... Yeah. You know, we can pick up points very easy. And what we what you seem to forget is that other teams will beat other teams around them. So yeah, it, all, it, yeah. it will get congested. It did a bit last season as well. So, you know, we've already seen like Burnley beat, you know, beat Luton. Luton go and beat, I can't remember who they beat the other day, but they beat, they turned someone over. But And, and you just think, you know, they're picking yeah, up points yeah. you don't expect to. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not beyond the realms. And for the pundits to say, you know, I think I said it the last show, for all these pundits saying, well, it's three from four, isn't it? Yeah. That's end the story. What a load of rubbish. What lazy um, punditry that is, isn't it, really, at this stage of the season it's, in November? What an absolute load of, load of rubbish. It, it well, any, mean, one of the, any one of them teams, including the bottom three, could pick up three or four wins and be miles clear of it. I'm yeah. not saying it's going to happen, but it could happen. And it's then all just, of a sudden, the, the landscape looks a little bit different and everyone yeah, starts exactly. changing their, changing their anything, opinions. We've seen it before. Anything can happen, can't it, in November mm. compared to May. Look at look at the contrast of things that, that can evolve and happen from November to May and where you yeah. look back in May and think, bloody hell, I didn't see that coming. But I, mm. I just think, I just think, boys, if we if we can win this on Saturday, then it, it takes the pressure off so much that the gap to the bottom three would be so big psychologically it takes so much pressure off of us that it would be it would be huge it would be so yeah, big absolutely agree do subscribe to cherry's red army do hit the like button thank you to everyone who's joining us interactively and live right now on youtube and twitter matthew gales also joined us and Alan Davies also just joined us <laughs> just joining the stream. We are going to have a look at both teams' potential lineups in a moment, but we are going to take this opportunity. I mean, we're looking at this game and Sheffield United through Bournemouth eyes, but let's get a proper Blades perspective from Jimmy. He has his own YouTube channel, Blades Ramble. I've also contributed on his channel, so he'll have a preview out before kickoff. This is his thoughts on the game this Saturday. What is happening Blades and what is happening Cherry's Red Army? My name is Jimmy and I'm from the Blades Ramble YouTube channel. Thank you very much for inviting me on. And I'm here to preview our massive game this weekend. Sheffield United versus Bournemouth and both teams have had a recent upturn and obviously you've got back-to-back -back wins. We've got four points from a possible six in what was looking like a really grim season. But because of that upturn in form, I'm really optimistic, I'm really positive. I think the fact that we're at home, 
We've got more players coming back from injury. And El Ahmed Hodzic will likely come back in at right centre-back and give us a bit more balance. That'll allow George Baldock, a much more steady right wing-back, to be uh, in his preferred position rather than playing at right centre-half. And I genuinely think, with the Bramall Lane raw behind us, that we'll, we'll give it everything. Whether that's enough to get the three points, I'm not entirely sure. I can certainly hope so. Um, players like Gus Hamer got the keys to unlock potentially opportunities for us Blades. Cameron Archer, always a threat up top. There's a chance Ollie McBurney comes back in as well. So it's, I'm nervous, but I'm excited and I can't wait because we need three points. I think it's three points for Bournemouth is ideal or sort of obviously preferable, but we need these three points. If you get three points from us, you start to seal us in, I think, a little bit in in that bottom three. So I think we need it a touch more than you do. And I'm hoping that plays into into our hands a little bit with the result. But, you know, we shall see, won't we? Um, shout out to John as well from Cherry's Red Army who joined us on the Blade Ramble for Survival Rivals. It's something that I think you will be seeing on your channel very shortly. It was uh, it was great and really enjoyed it. I hope to do something similar soon. But for now, come on, you red and white wizards. Up the blades. Thank you to Jimmy. Details for Jimmy's Blades Ramble YouTube channel is in the description below. And Steve, a common theme there from an opposition view, they really need it. Re they really need this win, right? And he's talking about that lineup, George Baldock. Matt's already mentioned that they play with a back three. I really want to focus on someone like Gus Hamer because I think we saw that he was very, very good in the championship for commentary. You've mentioned Cameron Archer, but they have got some talented players in there. And I do agree with him. The atmosphere is going to play a part. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, yeah, going to that, I'm not, you know, when I said earlier, it's, it's not full of household names, you know, it's not full of your big, big, big players, but there's some really good proper pros in there, like the likes of Norwood and Bulldog. Hamer, we all know about from his, like you say, from his Coventry season last season. Great little player. Um, even Fodringham, solid goalkeeper in the Championship. I don't know if he's necessarily, you know, had his greatest start. They've shipped quite a lot of goals, but he's. I still think he's a solid goalkeeper. You know, they've got a lot of decent players in there. It's not. It's you know, it's not. It's not a team we can sort of just sort of go. Oh, you know, we got better players. We'll win the game. As we said before, they're going to work very, very hard and, and, and they're going to be difficult to break down. Um, you know, chuck into the mix that they might get, you know, might have looked at our weaknesses and gone, well, they're not very good at set pieces, blah, blah, whatever, and start um, start using that to their advantage. You know, it, it's they're, they're going to be fighting all season, like I've said, and we need to, we, we can't take this lightly at all. We've got to be at our best um, to get anything out of this game. Matt, Gus Hamer, top goal scorer for them tricky little player give him space and he might hurt you yeah that he is a concern he is a, a, i think i said earlier midfield's going to be the key i think uh our holding position is going to be so lewis cook who's going to who's going to hold in the on, on saturday he's got a big big part to play um and he's going to have to he's going to have to play his part in looking after hamer as well a little bit um and, and keeping that back four solid with, with Neto behind him because yeah he, he can unlock things can't he Hamer he he uh he contributes goals and assists very very lively very tricky player technically very good um so he is he's a concern yeah he's a concern but but I think it is about the midfield battle um if we can win that 
then we've got threats going the other way. So they'll they'll be concerned about uh, the likes of uh, Justin Clivert, maybe who, who's uh, who's coming on each game if he starts. If it's Phil Billing, they'll be concerned about him. Obviously, they'll be concerned about Dom Solanke. Of course, they will up top and Sinistera, Marcus Tavernier. So we've got threats going the other way. Uh, make to make no bones about it. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, I was quite. I'm not surprised about Jimmy's optimism there in the in the preview because of the results they've had. Those two results are going to they're going to be buoyant. Their fans are going to be up for it. They're, everybody's going to be up for it, like we've said. So that didn't surprise me. Um, we just got to hope that I, I do believe that our our team is and our squad is better on on paper. Football's not played on paper, so we've got to we've got to execute it on the pitch, and we've got got to show them that on on Saturday. But we're going to have to match the the intensity that they'll show, the the, the commitment, the effort, same old things really. The the basics we've got to do the basics right first, and make sure that we show the same desire, match or, or more desire than them, because otherwise, you know, it could be a difficult afternoon for us. So it won't be an unchanged side for Bournemouth this weekend after that brilliant result against Newcastle because Max Aarons has been confirmed to be injured. So, Steve, I'm going to show my predicted lineup on the screen in a moment. Same with you, Matt, and we'll have conversations about it. Please do get involved in the chat because there are conversations to be had about Justin Cliver. But this is what I've gone for. On the Fan Hub, you can predict your lineup with what you think the lineup might be, and Doni will pick. I've gone for Neto, Steve, Adam Smith, Sabani, Sanessi, Lloyd Kelly, Lewis Cook, with Ryan Christie maybe playing deep at times and then getting forward where he can. I put Philip Billin back in. I mean, it could be Justin Clivert, but apparently any issues that were had leading up to Newcastle have been dealt with. He's absolutely fine and fit, and he might be playing a significant part this weekend. Semenu off the right, Tavernier off the left, Dom Solanke up top, Steve. Yeah, I mean, well, the Smith one, obviously, you know, we don't need to talk about that. Billing for Clivert, I mean, there's an argument to say that you don't change a, a winning side. Um mm like we spoke about last week and Clivert did himself no you know he didn't do him, do anything wrong I thought he was actually quite impressive he was probably I would say he wasn't the strongest of the out of the team in performance wise but I don't think he did anything wrong and he had he created a few little chances had a couple of pops himself so I don't think he did himself any harm um for selection purposes but um billing you know he's tried and tested he he comes in you know what you get with him he he pops up as soon as we started playing him in a forward position this season, uh, each started chipping in with goals and assists. Um, and we know that that's a you know reliance from from Phil that we're going to get most games. Kelly and Kirkes, I suppose, is the only other sort of debate, really. Um, but Kelly did so well and he has done so well wherever we played him this season that I just think um, just gives us a bit more stability in defence, makes us a bit more solid. Obviously, Kirkes loves to fly forward, but you know, the caveat to that is he gets caught out with balls in behind him. So, you know, it's one of those. I, I, I pretty much, yeah, you could make a case for Sinistera as well, but I think I'm with you on this, Kirk. I, I probably would use him as impact more than the starter at the moment because I think I, I like Tavernier and I like Semenyo. I like what Semenyo brings. I don't think there's any other player like him in the squad. I think he's so direct and powerful and strong. And I've said it a million times as a defender, you hate having a battle with a strong, athletic, quick guy who's going to mm. run at you. Um, it's just your worst nightmare. So I, I would pretty much go with that. Um, the only side I said, probably Clive and Billing's the only one. But if it were you asking me, I'd probably go Billing. 
Yeah, I mean, Matt, that is my prediction in what I think Andoni will do. I can understand if he goes with Clivert again, because he did no harm. I think there's a few areas in Clivert's game that he just needs to improve on. You potentially want to see Sinistera start after that cameo, as we spoke about earlier in the stream. But Billings got credit in the bank, and he right? Well, firstly, no, I wouldn't probably, I think I said last time, I wouldn't change a winning team. Don't forget, this is uh, this Same, is not football. I did too. I did yeah, too. This is not football <laughs> manager. Like, yeah, I, I get the, what, what What was the issue with Billing? Do we know? What was his job? Because I've read some, what, was he fined for something? Or is somebody saying, because there's We're something online sure. about. Injury, maybe. We don't know. But it's all been also, dealt with. The news came out in the press today that he's fine and fit and he's available this weekend. I, I read something. I didn't know where, what it, how to take it. Whether he was, whether it said Billing has been fined or Billing is fine. I couldn't work out <laughs> which, which it meant. But if it, if it is Billing has been fined, um, and he was left out of the team for a reason, for disciplinary reasons or anything like that, then definitely wouldn't play him tomorrow because it, you know, you, you've got to think to the the job role that you do. Your employer, you know, you come in, you do a job. Suddenly, somebody else comes back after they've you know, been out of order, out of line or whatever it might be, and they, they come straight back in for you, um, you're not going to be very happy. It's not, it's not, doesn't send out a great message. I think Billing could be used on the bench on Saturday if we need to, but to, to change that winning team from Newcastle doesn't send out the greatest of message if he's going to tinker about with it too much. Um, injuries permitting, of course. We know Aaron is going to be We have to take into consideration people's travel as well in the international break, then we like raise. Yeah, we do, yeah. Out, yeah. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Cliver wasn't one of those, though, was he? No, but the likes, of, the, the likes of Semenyo might not, you know, he's yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Well, I'm just, um, just solely talking about the Cliver billing issue that that's my yeah, take yeah. on it. The fact that Cliver didn't do a lot wrong if billing was left out for disciplinary reasons and we just beat Newcastle 2 0 and put in the performance as a team that we did, then I think you stick with that team for me um, and that includes Sinistera I don't want him starting tomorrow all I'm saying about Sinistera is that he needs to start pressing and, and having more of an impact in the squad because at the moment he's not and that's going to take time and I'm hopeful in the second half of the season that he will otherwise it was a pointless signing but yeah, yeah. so I, I, I my the only change I would make Kirk is I'll probably stick with Clivert from the start uh, as, as opposed to Billing if I'm honest yeah that's fair enough and Someone missing out at the moment, and it's really difficult, is David Brooks because we know he's got talent. We know his feet is magic. But, Steve, when you look at Semenyo, and there's a fair point what Paul said, we've got a lot of players going on for internationals now in this growth that the player, the type of players we're buying. You know, Sabani's played every minute this season. He's been away for his internationals. The way I look at Semenyo, though, Steve, is I reckon if you can get a good 55, 60 minutes out of him because he's very explosive and he, and he does a lot of running – and, and you can get yourself one or two goals up. I mean, yeah, whip him off and, and bring David Brooks on, keep the ball. Yeah, I mean, I was, thinking, I was having a conversation with somebody about this the other day, and is this this modern style of football where it's so high intensity, high press, and these players, are it's almost like, and maybe that's something we don't realise that and why we've got 78 wingers is because they know they're only going to get an hour out of them at this sort of intensity. And so you need backups and you know you're going to get injuries playing like that as well. So... Yeah, I mean, that that seems to be the rule of thumb, doesn't it, so far this season? That the, 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 the starters play an hour and then we have an impact player comes on. Or, as you say, somebody who will hold up the ball if we're in that position, who can just, you know, do the simple things right, do, you know, be be clever, be use a bit of their footballing brain. And Brooks is just that sort of player. 
it's a shame because it's just a case. I think it's just a case of this style just doesn't suit him as much as previous styles and incarnations of Bournemouth have. Um, he's not really, really rapid. Um, he's not going to, you know, he's not a Ryan Christie and going to be hounding people left, right and centre. He's a skillful player and he's, he does his best work on the ball, I think. Um, he, you know, he's what you get from Brooksy is little bits of magic. Like, I mean, you always go back to that Brighton game where he scores that sort of little flick header and, and at home and you just think no one else would have done that. And that's the sort of thing you get out of him. I watched him for Wales recently and he did this just first time pass. Put I can't remember, I think it might have been Harry, put Harry Wilson and I think it was. And you just think that sort of touch and finesse that he's got, but it's there's no there's no high intensity play with him. That's the thing, mm. and I think that's why he's sort of fallen down the pecking order a little bit, which is a shame because I love him as a player. I think he's a great player. Um, it's just a, a shame we can't seem to find a place for him in this team. Yeah, but it's a long season. Someone who is very much enjoying his football this season, Matt. And Andoni Iriola had the chance to sing his praises. And we're going to talk about him again in another episode. It's Dominic Solanke. He's already matched his best performance over a Premier League season. Let's have a look at some of his numbers again, Matt. Six goals already. I mean, he was like one goal in seven last season. Now he's, what, one every two? If I mm. can do my maths. And it's not that hard to do the maths because we've only had 12 games, Matt. But he is very impressive. He gives you a lot of different work rate and skills and holding up the ball, running into the channels. If you want to defend as a team, he defends from the front. And he's, he's, he's going on. He's, he's progressing very well right now. Oh, fantastic. Always has been, really. To, like we said in the, in the previous show, Kirk, the only... Question mark was uh, adding more goals to his game at Premier League level, but he's now he's now proving that as well, um, as well as doing all the other things that he offers off the ball. Like we, we've we've said this, we've waxed lyrical about it, haven't we? And and said how much we you know how pivotal he is to our team. And I've seen this week about West Ham renewing their interest in him in January, and we, we called this last time that we you know I wouldn't be surprised if Eddie Howe is sniffing about as well, and probably others as well in in January. It's going to take a hefty fee to. To sell him, I'm sure the club um, he's under contract until he's got a big well, contract now, isn't he as well? Big contract, yeah. So it's going to take a massive, massive fee to to prize him away. Um, the only worry is that he gets distracted by it, and if uh, you know if a moves to a, to a bigger so-called bigger club is turned down, you know, does that turn his head a little bit? Does that unsettle him as a, as a player? I don't personally think it will. I think he's he's very focused person, very professional, Dom. Um, gets on with his job, gets his head down, and, and gets on with the job in hand. And if one day you know he, he's uh, he's allowed to have his, his his move to a to a different club, a bigger club, so to speak, then so be it. But in the middle of a season where we need him, um, I've got every faith in the fact that he'll he'll be he'll be professional and he'll he'll continue to deliver numbers, but you know goals as well as assists and uh, you know linking up play and everything at all that the work rate that he get everything that he offers to the team is just. Uh, He's he's been phenomenal since he's uh, since he's come through the door. Certainly since he's broken into the starting starting eleven, um, it's been a permanent fixture. So hopefully that can continue, and he, he doesn't get injured or sold. That's that's a, that's all yeah. you can say, really, because he's that important. You've got to take into account his person. You know, his, what sort of person he is. Does he want to yeah. go off and be, you know, the smaller fish? And because he's the big fish in this pond at the moment, he's our star player. Let's let's be honest. He's the one who scores yeah. us all our goals. And if he goes somewhere else, maybe like a 
I don't know, like a Villa or Newcastle. He's he's not going to be he's not going to be the main man, is he? Let's be honest. No, I mean he, he may be at West Ham, and that might suit him. I think that that's the Maybe, one. Club, yeah, that's the one club and one team that he, that he might suit. And he might he might fancy that, and obviously he might have eyes on on winning an England cap as well. I I can't see that he's too far away from doing that. To be honest, in that you know from where we sit currently with England strikers and, and what Dom's uh, producing and delivering on, so. Yeah, it all depends on 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 the individual, and it depends on the, the clubs that are, are bidding and how how much they want him. Really, don't there's, there's so many factors to consider. But like I say, Steve, yeah, I, I can't, I don't question his his his, uh, his character or his commitment to us. It's never been in question before, and I don't see that that changing anytime soon. No matter what what goes on behind the scenes. So you know, we we yeah. um, we just need to fight to keep him at least until the end of this end of this season. The only worry is is. It, it, we all say, you know, we always say that about some of our players. You know, they're great players and they served us well and all the rest of it. You don't doubt their commitment, but when when money talks, it, you know, when big money talks, it talks. We're all human it? beings. We're all human and, beings. And, and, and this is their job, and they've only got a limited time doing it. Yeah. So you we're all human beings at the end of the day. We all have our head turned, don't we, by these sort of things? Yeah. If it was, if it was right for the club, it was big enough money for the club, and it exactly if yeah. it set him up financially with his family. You you couldn't you know if he was honest and open about it you 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 couldn't begrudge him a move you couldn't you just got but, to hope that, that doesn't happen in January yeah, we don't you want it, but you know at the yeah. end of the day it's it's not just you know it's not just he's not thinking about us is he? he's got his family to think about no, we're, we're all human aren't we this isn't football manager but yeah we're all human so it's but I I I I do pull out all the stops to keep him absolutely yeah, yeah. pull out all the stops to keep him and wing is throwing him in. For the FPL team this weekend, because I tell you what, Steve, he must fancy this weekend again. I don't want and to got, and disrespect got, Sheffield United, but he's got, he got a fancy this weekend. Yeah, yeah, he got a team of the week card in FIFA as well the other day. So he's, he's you know, he, I packed it as well. It's in my team. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you from an FPL point of view, yeah, I mean, he's 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 in form. We've got a good little run of games, you know, take out maybe, if you're going to be critical, sort of Aston Villa, maybe Man United. Um, but there's there's some, you know, some games you think we'll score some goals in. And I think this style of football suits Don more than, you yeah, know. Yeah, it does massively. We said that, yeah, exactly. we? Yeah. He's, yeah. He, look, look how fruitful he's been under Iriola yeah. and how fruitful he was under Parker and um, yeah. Gary and Bill. Suits so him massively. Yeah. Uh, it makes from an FPL point of view. I mean, it's a great shout. Is I think he's quite cheap as well. I think he's only about six and a half, something yeah. like that. I'll trust you but on Wing, that. Wing will tell me if I'm wrong. I'm sure I am. But yeah, well, I'll trust you and Wing on that. I wouldn't take my <laughs> prediction on it. So um, let's go into that moment of the stream then, where we want to know your score prediction this weekend at Bramall Lane, Sheffield United. Versus AFC Bournemouth, you've got your 60-second warning. We'll have a look at the other fixtures in the Premier League. And it's your moment to put your score prediction in the chat. Score predictions in the chat right now. And we'll also give our score predictions as well. This weekend, it will kick off early on Saturday as Manchester City take on Liverpool, Sheffield United against Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest will take on Brighton, Burnley West Ham, Luton against Crystal Palace, Newcastle United against Chelsea, 
Brentford, Arsenal, Tottenham, Aston Villa, Everton, Manchester United and Fulham Wolves on Monday night. Apart from us, Matt, any eyes on any other fixtures? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't care. Steve? Yeah. <laughs> no, not, not I mean, not. I mean, yeah, there's some there's some there's there's a few games there as there always is that sort of stand out and you think, oh, that might be that might be a tasty one. I mean, obviously the City Liverpool one um is a big one, isn't it? On on Saturday lunchtime and uh yeah. uh you probably look at uh, games like um Everton and Man United, it'll be it should be an interesting uh, interesting matchup, even Newcastle, Chelsea, Tottenham Villa. So there's some you know, Brentford, Arsenal, London Derby, some good old games there, like there always is, but as I always say, Kirk, it's all. It's, mm. I don't really care about them, to be honest. It's all about what we do at Sheffield United on on Saturdays. That's the only thing that I care about, particularly because I'm going. I'm staying the weekend. I don't want that to be ruined. <laughs> uh, Steve, Everton need points. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, they do a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great from our point of view. Um, if you're just looking at uh, uh, from our survival hopes and aspirations, it's great from that point of view. I do feel a bit sorry for them because I think they've been made an example of here. Albeit they, you know, they have obviously admitted to breaking the rules. Um, they have, you know, I was listening to um, uh, the overlap today, and they were saying about, you know, they've had, they've they've worked really hard with the FA to, and the Premier League to try and avoid this, and um, you know, somehow it's it's still happened, and they're just making an example of them. But from our point of view, it's 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 great because it it takes a bit of pressure off, I suppose. But you know, it's no, it's not going to be a reason to sort of take our foot off the gas. Absolutely not. We need to sort of still go full throttle at this and um, ignore what, you know, like Matt's just said, we, we ignore what's going on around us. Just focus on our games and getting our results for our, our team and getting the momentum like I spoke about before, because that's what's going to bring us points. That's what's going to bring us, you know, that camaraderie, that team spirit that Andoni needs to build. And um, yeah, I mean, keep the momentum going this weekend. Don't just don't lose the game. Mm. So, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Score predictions are floating into the chat. I'm going to go first because I want to build the energy up in the stream here between me, Matt and Steve. And hopefully by the time we get to Steve, he <laughs> stepped away from a draw and he's going to give us a winning prediction. But we'll see what happens. So what I'm doing, guys, is I'm going for a bundle of firsts. OK, so first Premier League away win. First win against Sheffield United in the Premier League. I know what you're going first... to say. First goal for Marcus Tavernier this season and first 3-1 for a season and 12 games. The Cherries Red Army, I'm putting it in there. Bournemouth 3, Sheffield United 1. Matt, before I head into the chat, what's your score prediction? Exactly the same as you. That's exactly what I was going to the only, the only difference was I was going to go Dom, Semenyo and Sinistera off the bench to, right. to, to net, to, to put the ball in the net. You're not, going with, you're not going with some of what people in the chat think we might get a penalty and that would be a first. No, no, I wouldn't predict that. That's never happening. <laughs> That's crazy talk. Not a chart. Ridiculous. What's, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think, I think, is it Terry just said there? Are we, mm. are we, we need leaders on, on, on Saturday because they will fight like lions. Yeah. yeah. Neto, I'm, I'm looking at you, Neto. Now you came back, you were brilliant against Newcastle. You had your breakaway. Lloyd Kelly, I'm looking at you. And Adam Smith, I'm, I'm looking at you. Even Lewis Cook, <laughs> we, we need leaders on that football pitch to, to lead and really inspire on, on Saturday because, uh, 
you know, it's going to be a cauldron and they're going to be uh, they're going to be bang up for it. So uh, if we can do that and, and we can, like we say, we can match their fight and their effort, their commitment, I think we can show our quality and 3-1 is on. I've got and a funny image in my head now of them for what, sitting there uh, watching this stream going, fuck, oh shit, we've got to get up for this one. <laughs> That's told us. Steve, I'll be looking at you in about 30 seconds, so be prepared. Matthew Gale is going for a 2-2. Thanks for joining us. Ian Thompson, I know you joined us late, but thank you so much for catching up with the stream. 2-1. I hope that's 2-1 to AFC Bournemouth. Um, it's not the right way round, um, but I'm hoping you're a 2-1. Cherries 2-0 to Bournemouth, I think. Stephen Dye is going for a first. First penalty of the season, 2-1. Really, Steve? Mark? Give me a wobble, Steve. <laughs> He's got two one wing is going for a cherries red army three one Mark Singleton's coming in three two. I'm hoping these are all for the cherries, of course. We're on the road, so I'm just hoping that these are I think these the cherries are... emoji give that away. Yeah, three two cherries <laughs> three nil AFCB three one cherries red army. We've also got a three one from Alan. Look, it's coming, it's coming in here. It's going to happen. I'm telling you on Saturday when I do the match day vlog of it, if it got, if it does come in, I'm I'm going to re remind you guys that we said it on the stream. Right, Ian confirming AFCB two one win. Right, Steve, you are sitting on a draw. This oh. is your final moment. What are you thinking? I, I haven't been swayed. You've tried your best. <laughs> I haven't been swayed. I'm going for. Who was it? Someone put in there two two. I'll go. I'll go go with that one. It'll be an entertaining game, but it'll be a tough one. And um, I think it'll be a, a seesaw match. It'll swing both ways. It'll be very, very interesting. Look that, Matt Gale, was it? Yeah, Matt Gale. Yeah. Very, very oh, interesting. That, so, all. we are closing in on episode 19, where all the talking stopped. And we need to do the business on Saturday. An opportunity, as always, to thank you lovely fans that follow the channel and some of you that are monthly members. Thank you so much. Anyone who's donated, you can become a member or donate at buymeacoffee.com slash cherriesredarmy. This weekend's content will be a matchday vlog, probably not out until Sunday evening because of travel up north and back. So I'll get it out as soon as possible. And I think everyone from Cherry's Red Army for a once in a long time is going to be at the game. So that'll be interesting. We'll try and get a team photo. It's been a really good conversation, Steve. Your final thoughts going into match day 13. Yeah. And if anyone sees us up there, anyone else in the chat is going up please there, do. come and say hello, please do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially yeah. Steve. He definitely wants to buy you a drink. <laughs> Sorry, final thoughts. Uh, well, just before I give my final thoughts, FPL, Dominic Solanke, 6.4 million. That's a bargain with the games we've got coming in. Get him in his side. Um, yeah, look, it's going to be, like I keep saying, it's going to be a tough afternoon. They're not going to be a rollover. They're going to be fighting for everything they can, um, as 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 must we. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's going to be a game we'll get something from. And well, at least I hope so because it's a long time. It's a long way to go for for an uneventful afternoon. We're in form, a little bit better than them. We beat Newcastle. They lost to a mate nil. It's going to be. Oh, do I change my? Do I change? No, I'm don't do say, it. Oh, no. <laughs> so indecisive, eh? Oh no. So this is what I said to you. I'll get excited and then I, I you know, yeah, change it. Look, safe travels to everyone who's going. I'll see you yeah. boys on Saturday. Yeah, enjoy tonight. And let's let's try our best to get three points. Matt, thank you very much. 
for this interesting stream as always your final thoughts going to Bramwell Lane on Saturday yeah I just I just can't wait I mean I've not I've not been to um, as many games as I would have liked to this season normally I'm an away game regular and uh, home game regular but work commitments and struggling to get tickets and other factors I'm I haven't been to that many, so I'm really looking forward to this weekend. Obviously, spending the weekend in in Sheffield as well. Like Steve said, you know, anybody that watches the show, anybody in the chat, you know, love you to come up and say hello on on Saturday if I see you in the in the pub or in the ground, wherever it is. Always love debating and talking about football and AFC Bournemouth, and you know, thanks to everybody that watches, contributes, and all that safe journeys. And let's just hope, you know, the real football's back, which we we've all long for for the last couple of weeks let's just hope that it's a good one on Saturday because it I'll echo what I said earlier that this could be huge you know winning on Saturday the gap between us and the bottom three then is is big psychologically this could be a huge huge game in our season if we can just go there and, and get the three points that like I know we can then uh, it could be massive and uh, it'll, it'll make our weekends won't it absolutely thank you Matt agree, yeah thank you Steve Aaron sends his apologies and I do echo all of what Matt and Steve have said. And if you see me with the vlog camera and you want to give a score prediction, tap me on the shoulder, say, look, I watched Cherry's Red Army, can I give a score prediction? Because I will be blogging this weekend and we'll be back for Cherry's in Focus, episode 20, probably on Monday. The best thing for you to do is hit the notification bell and follow our socials on Twitter and Instagram and you won't miss a thing. Safe travels to any Bournemouth fans that are going to the game. Thank you for checking out the channel. Wherever you are in the world, get behind the team because there is a heck of a chance of getting three points this weekend at Bramall Lane. Thank you, you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. Come on, you cherries. Let's get the win on Saturday. See you on the next one. Up, cherries. Oh, cheers. Cheers.